It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome aboard. We are in February now, and uh, we are officially 1-12th through 2020. This year is flying by. This is the Adam Ritz Show. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker is with me. Hi, Jay. How are you? Adam, I'm doing great. Thanks for letting me be part of today's show. And it's February, and the first weekend in February means, uh, first weekend rather in February means Super Sunday. So wherever you are this weekend watching the big game, uh, we hope you have your snacks. Uh, it was reported this week that 1.4 billion with a B, chicken wings will be devoured on Super Sunday. Are you going to have chicken wings? I probably will not have chicken wings, but you cannot deny their popularity. And, you know, every town has its running discussion. Where can you get the best wings? And I'm going to guess that a lot of wings places will be hopping for Sunday's game. Wings and uh, pizza joints. And here's a little, you know, we do public affairs here. We are here to serve the community with our community service. Here's a tip for you that uh, Jay and I have learned through the radio um, marketing voiceover commercials that we produce here at the studio. If your local wing joint is going to be packed on Sunday and maybe the carryout orders are going to take too long, delivery for pizza, forget it. That's going to take four hours to deliver pizza. You may want to stop in your local convenience store and see what kind of wing food options. You'd be surprised how many kitchens and cafes these convenience stores have now that serve quality food, pizza, wings, and you might be able to just buzz right in, pick up a large one-topping pizza in a, in a bucket of wings, and be on your way to your, your super party. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a great tip because you are correct. Any of the conventional wing and pizza places, no matter what the name, they're going to just be jam solid. And as you said, to go pizza can you imagine being a delivery guy the day of super sunday i think that you'd just literally be busy for 12 straight hours i might order a pizza on on sunday right at kickoff just a you know just a medium one topping that i may or may not even eat uh just to see how long it takes to yeah. To get delivered to my house. It might yeah. take four hours. <laughs> I maintain that when the person answers the phone, they're going to have a, a sound of sheer panic in their voice. Because all you're going to do is order a pizza. You're not horsing around with them. They're just going to be like, hurry up and order. This is the worst day of my life. Yeah, don't call and say, uh, what are your specials today? Uh, <laughs> it, are your mushrooms fresh or canned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do not mess with any pizza personnel on Super Sunday. You do so at your own peril. Well, I have a somewhat of a Super Sunday connected story in the world of charity and philanthropy. Uh, this week, we've all uh, been affected by the Kobe Bryant tragedy uh, in Calabasas, California. The helicopter crash, uh, him and his daughter and uh, seven other people perished on that uh, helicopter. Uh, if you've heard the story of Shaquille O'Neal, uh, who 
considers Kobe Bryant a little brother, a family member. Uh, very emotional on television this week during a pregame of an NBA game, talking about uh, his relationship with Kobe, uh, what it meant to him, and how devastating that was. Well, this Sunday uh, of this weekend, uh, Shaq hosts a traditional Sunday uh, big game uh, event. And he wasn't going to do it this weekend because he's so distraught, um, and rightly so. But he decided to go ahead and have the event and donate all of the proceeds to the families that uh, were lost, um, that lost members in that helicopter crash. So StubHub is also partnering with Shaquille O'Neal for the donations to the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Family Foundation and the family members that perished in the in the crash uh so what StubHub is doing is they're going to donate this is unbelievable 100 percent of their fees from the tickets sold for the friday night of this weekend the friday lakers versus portland trailblazers game to honor uh kobe bryant number 41 and the kobe and vanessa bryant family foundation so a lot of foundation work and charities happening this weekend around the lakers uh, around the the big game on sunday uh we tip our captain's hat to Shaq for going through this tough time and going ahead and having this event um he's got to put on a brave face and get out there in the public and and do this event uh but he is making the best of it by taking the proceeds from his super sunday event let me find the name of it real quick it's the it's it's the um do you know what it is I do not, but I'm impressed. It's, oh, it's with called Shaq's Funhouse. I'm sorry. It's it's um he's done it every every Super Sunday. It's a it's a tradition with him. It's Shaq's Funhouse, and he's doing it in Miami on the side of of the of the big game. Got to be careful. Can't say bowl after the word super. You cannot. <laughs> yes, we've been told. Well, you know, as you as you said, it it is a tragic event. It has national and international scope, but it also is raising awareness of these different foundations. Mm-hmm. You've always maintained if you're going to have a fundraiser, you got to have a little fun. Life does go on. So you go to Shaq's Funhouse and all the proceeds go to the uh, Bryant Foundation. So, quote, uh, the quote from Shaq was. Quote, part of me wanted to stay to myself as I reflect on what my brother and his family mean to me and my family. But in thinking, what would Kobe want and what would he do? Kobe would want us to push through and celebrate life. End quote. So Shaq uh, is having his big event. Uh, The Lakers uh, are playing Friday night. Wherever you are this weekend, we hope you... give an extra hug tightly to your loved ones and just realize how fragile life is and how you never know what's going to happen when you wake up in the morning. This is the Adam Rich Show, and we're brought to you in part by Vibonomics, and you can learn more about their audio experience platform and marketing and advertising solutions through the speakers in your ceiling at Vibonomics.com. It is Feb, and we are just rolling through this year. So Jay Baker always comes to the table with some public affairs content, and uh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say today. You know, we always like to look at the first of each month at the different awarenesses for that month. Some of these, of course, are important for your health and your life. Some of them are whimsical, but I think it's always fun every month because these are genuine things that people look at. For the month of February, it's American Heart Month, and of course, you know, your heart health, very important. The amount of diagnostic tools that are available 
available nowadays really mean that uh, you can have a very healthy heart and you should of course follow your doctor's guidelines make sure you get regular cholesterol screenings and I know no one likes being yelled at by their doctor but your doctor's going to yell at you about your heart and he has some good advice Heart Health Awareness Month. Heart Health Awareness okay. Month. Love it. It is also Black History Month. This is something that we have been paying attention to the last few years. I think it is good. We live in a country that can be sometimes divisive, so it is good to be cognizant of Black History Month. Now, this one kind of makes sense. It's National Bird Feeding Month. Uh, if you're a bird, speaking of trying to find snacks for Super Sunday, uh, we get to go to our local store the bird is unable to do so mostly because he cannot handle credit now when you say national bird feeding month yes. i'm thinking Delicious that falls birds. into 1.4 billion bird wings that we will eat is that is this about chicken wing eating consumption or is this something for the birds to eat Wouldn't are we eating great? the birds yeah can you imagine i misunderstood <laughs> the awareness and i had chicken wings i get it it's super I, sunday i was feeding on a bird it's feeding on a bird awareness month yes yeah. So if you do feed the birds uh, in your backyard, there's probably a wild uh, bird feed company store somewhere in your town to give you some great advice. Uh, but there are a lot of people that love to feed the birds. And this is a month where, you know, you do kind of pay attention. Birds, uh, the birds that stick around are going to need a few extra calories. Uh, so also plan ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, Bird Feeding Month. It's also, speaking of eating a lot during the Super Bowl, it's National Fasting February. And when I first saw this, I thought there's some controversy involved with some different diet plans. We have heard of uh, periodic fasting as a way to sort of s- help you lose weight. And when I checked into this, I thought, you know, we have to be careful just making this blank statement that you should fast. But there's been a lot of research lately that has indicated that your body benefits from spending some time away from metabolizing sugar and carbohydrates. So what their suggestion is, is when you eat your final meal of the evening, that you might not eat again until 12 hours later. Now, Mm -hmm. if you have a medical condition and this isn't possible, but I thought that's really not a bad idea. Let's say you conclude your dinner at about 6.30. Maybe you do wait until 6.30 to have your breakfast. I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, look. Yes, I have uh, friends and family that do intermittent Fasting is what they call it. And uh, some of them, and again, I'm not endorsing this because I'm not a doctor. So if you are interested in looking into this, please Google it, do some research, ask your family practitioner, uh, ask somebody more qualified than me. But there are intermittent fastings where I've had uh, some friends and coworkers and family members that will eat from noon to 6 p.m. That's their window. They will eat several meals. I'm not saying that they only eat once or a small amount of calories, but they will eat from noon to six and not outside of those time frames. Uh, and maybe it's worked for them. It's made them feel better, lose some weight, uh, have some energy. And I guess if you stick to a schedule, too, there's no chance you're going to have that hot fudge Sunday at midnight because it's outside of your parameters that you've already set. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that midnight uh, pint of Ben and Jerry's fish food kills me. I mean, I <laughs> I need to, maybe I should just say, I'm not going to eat ice cream from 11 p.m. till noon. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, maybe that's all I need <laughs> to do. Have to do that. But you know, as as you pointed out, you got to see if this works for you. But I thought this really was kind of thought provoking about taking some time off from digesting, and then I like your idea of a window because it does help you sort of develop some control over your eating, which is something that we all have to eventually do anyway. So it's it's not a bad idea. But you're sitting here in this studio with a straight face telling me that it's that there's an uh, an official awareness month for fasting national fasting february okay it's I, illiterate man i'm on board alliteration fasting I, february in honor of national fasting awareness month i will not have a hot fudge sunday at midnight tonight i am so proud i'm of gonna you. wait till super sunday <laughs> now what happened today when speaking of the vibonomic studios some wiseacre brought in three boxes of donuts what happened then huh we did have three dozen of donuts from three different donut shops and they were so good and they were all over the office and this was one of the greatest days of my life yes <laughs> one of our co-workers was beaming she was so happy yeah she was doing a little dance it was pretty <laughs> hilarious this is national self-check month once again speaking of medical matters uh self-checks of course never preclude your visit to your regular physician but there's a number of self-tests uh, as you know, testicular, breast, a self-breast exam, uh, they were the things we all made fun of in junior high and high school when we heard about them. However, as an adult, you say to yourself, take a little extra time to teach yourself some self-checks that can help you with early awareness of potentially serious medical situations. Mm-hmm. It's also National Enrolled Agents Month, and I thought to myself, that sounds so weird. You know, I'm almost thinking, is that secret agents? But there is a phrase, enrolled agents, and enrolled agents are actually trained to be your intermediary between yourself and the Internal Revenue Service. There's an actual designated person called an enrolled agent, and they can be your spokesperson when you need to engage with the IRS. Most of us don't want to engage with the IRS, but some of us have had to on occasion, and you need an enrolled agent. Unbelievable. It is. I did not know that existed. Did you know you can actually study to become an enrolled agent? No, I did not. If you felt like you've got uh, perhaps an accounting background or you like to help people, uh, also a number of enrolled agents are previous employees of the Internal Revenue Service. So they actually have some insider information as to how to deal with the IRS. They have those tips on the inside like knowing where to go to get wings on Super Sunday. See, when an IRS agent orders, he gets his immediately. You may have never known, oh my gosh, I could just go to my local convenience store to get some wings. Uh, We need these kind of insider tips from a former IRS agent. Yes. Okay. I get it. I totally get it. Now, here's a more whimsical uh, observation. It's an affair to remember month. An affair to remember was an older film starring Clark Gable. I actually had to look this up, but there is a somewhat romantic movie called An Affair to Remember starring Clark Gable, and this is its month. I have to admit, when you first said that, because I'm not uh, that well-versed in classic Clark Gable films, but when you say it's an affair to remember month, I thought you were promoting adultery or cheating. 
I mean, is it's is that what we're doing now? Is this public we, affairs? We really can't recommend that you cheat because that could involve uh, possibly needing an attorney or a tax advisor later. I mean, and this is not an affair no. month. This is an affair to remember, remember. month. It's yes. a really good affair. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old classic film. It's Do a movie. Use, yes. <laughs> Do not email us. It is a movie. It is a movie. Uh, it is Canned Food Month. Believe it or not, we actually had a show one time. Oh, on my gosh. Is that food? <laughs> That's been a year? Yes. You're kidding me. No. One year ago today, we did a show yes. on canned food. It was canning. It it's was an, canning. It's an entire industry on canning. And we did, a, we did a whole half-hour program yes. on the importance of canning and yes. metal recycling and food preservation because of National Canning Awareness Month yes. or week. Canning Awareness oh Month. My the gosh. entire month is all about canned food. Well, if you're interested in more details on National Canning Awareness Month, you can search the archives of The Adam Ritz Show at adamritzshow.com. It is also Great American Pies Month. That is one of your all-time favorite desserts. Coconut cream pie. I understand that you are going to have a specific pie, and not even a pie that you'd associate with football, but one that you have made your own during Super Bowl presentations. Uh, Coconut cream pie. I think I'm going to get some carry-out the day Uh. before. Super Sunday and enjoy coconut cream pie during, maybe during halftime. If I have room, because I'm going to be having a lot of wings, chili, and pizza. I do like the fact that you have such specific foods, and you look forward to them with such relish, because you shared with us what your menu was going to be, where you were going to source each individual item, and then even some combinations of things, because I think you discussed buffalo dip, and you may be applying the buffalo dip to other food items to increase the flavor profile. I was really thinking about having a grilled cheese station for grilled cheese to be able to be dipped into the chili that we're making. And we're also having buffalo dip. And then I was like, oh my gosh, we could spread the buffalo dip inside the grilled cheese. Oh, (laughs) yes. Uh, So now you got to get, you know, creative with your grilled cheese station, sliced up hot dogs. Now it's like a chili dog. You have your grilled cheese with hot dogs sliced up inside it. Ah, it's going to be great. I cannot wait. I'm a big sports fan. You are. And don't forget, it's National Fasting February. <laughs> Sorry, kids. No chili dogs for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna start celebrating that that awareness uh, holiday on Monday, February third, yes. after the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Uh, it is National Children's Dental Health Month. This is always a good one. You know, there are all kinds of guidelines as to when you should specifically start taking your child to a regular dentist, but do follow those guidelines because you do set a precedent for them for the rest of their life. You also want to get them to be in a situation while no one looks forward to the dentist. At least they recognize that the dentist is a guy who's trying to help them out. Yeah, uh, sure, for sure. It is National Grapefruit Month. Uh, I uh, have rarely seen a grapefruit here in the office. Most people have looked at the grapefruit as a fruit that is a little too difficult to eat. It requires a lot of work. It really does. And I'm not uh, into the flavor. It's a, it's way too – is that tart? I don't, yeah, it's it is just a not, little tart. I, you know, you could put five packets of sugar on top, and I still am not uh, enjoying that flavor. Well, traditionally, people 
people do put sugar on their grapefruit. So it is interesting, as you note, you're perhaps eating a fruit to increase your fruit uh, intake, which is very healthy. Pouring a lot of sugar on it is not particularly healthy. Yeah, I'll but just... it's. Uh, have you ever seen where you have to slice each segment, mm-hmm. eat it with a spoon? It can be a little bit of work. So if you are a grapefruit lover, my hat is off to you because it's way too much work for me. I'd rather just do the orange. Comes in its own wrapper. Pop it off. Start you know opening the slices and eat. Do you drink grapefruit juice? I used to really like it. I, now I find it tart. way too tart. tart. Yeah, it's you, yeah. You, you know how your taste can change over over time. Yeah, uh, it is National Hot Breakfast Month. Yes, hot. I breakfast? like it. I'm going to celebrate that the morning after Super Sunday for sure. <laughs> Maybe some uh, hot leftover, cakes, leftover buffalo dip with, uh, and, with hot cakes. And it's got to be hot. It's it's National Hot Breakfast Awareness it is Month. Hot so Breakfast Month. Cold cereal. Uh, you know, we apologize to Tony the Tiger, but. But uh, the bowl of milk with cereal, no, doesn't count. Muffin, I don't think that counts unless you put it in the microwave. Unless you heat it up. Unless you heat it up. Heat it up. Yes. Uh, breakfast casserole. Oh, yes, those are so good. My sister is the queen of breakfast casseroles. Have you ever noticed there's always that one family member, friend, or colleague who makes a great hot breakfast casserole, and they're always in demand. There's always oh, yeah. like a, hey, come over, we're going to have a little brunch get together, and uh, why don't you bring that casserole that you're so good at? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you know, maybe it's the only reason they're invited. There you go. So, Hot Breakfast Month. It's National Library Lovers Month. Believe it or not, there was a recent bestseller about public libraries and how important they are in our society. And I think it was just called The Library Book. And I actually read that and I thought it was fascinating. That is an amazing title for a book. The Library Book. The Library Book. And And I got it from our library. Did you walk into the library and say, do you have The Library Book? I did. And they knew what you meant? Yes, absolutely. So it's National Library Lovers Month. Now, it doesn't say Librarian Lovers Month, so please... Uh, you know, uh, have proper decorum around your librarian, but you can love the library. Yes, and and we encourage you to read the library book. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's actually a good book. It's National Snack Food Month, which I don't need to tell a guy like Adam Ritz that National Snack Food Month is a month that you need to take seriously. To me, every month is National Snack Food Month, but uh, <laughs> you know, for February, I'm I'm even more so excited. I got to get home and put up my my snack food month awareness tree. Uh, the ornaments make themselves. You just got a couple empty bags of Cheez-Its hanging from the branches. You know, I thought of you today. I was picking up some items at a grocery store who happens to be one of our clients. And it was funny. They had these five-gallon buckets of cheese puffs. And the cheese puff is kind of an underrated uh, snack for snack food lovers, mostly because it turns your hand a very bright orange. You do. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, residue. Yeah. uh, Dust. But the flavor is exceptional. Mm. You rarely see, though, people eating cheese puffs in their car. Have you noticed that? Because it turns the steering wheel, 
the dashboard and everything you touch, the uh, the little dials on your radio, a bright orange color. Yes, yeah. Which I, may or absolutely. may not be permanent. Uh-huh. <laughs> we don't <laughs> so know yet. May, we don't know. It's National Weddings Month. This is with a, a plural. So we don't know if you're supposed to just uh, have a wedding or have more than one wedding. Or <laughs> do you, should you plan one or whatever? So National Weddings Month. I like that you said, or whatever, because that kind of covers everything. I think it does, um, absolutely. I, my girlfriend's daughter is getting married, and they're, it's this October. and it's they a are, lot of work. And they've got the dress. We just got the photographer uh, this week, as a matter of fact. And you've got, you've got to plan ahead. And maybe um, with May, June, July being so big with uh, weddings, uh, this is the month... Maybe even crunch time. This is after February. Maybe it's too late. If you're looking for a venue or a DJ, uh, if you want a DJ in for your May 20th wedding and you're looking for one in April, good luck. Well, what that means is that you're uh, selecting from a lower tier of DJ. And we know that DJs at weddings come that's all over the board. Yes. I'm just saying yeah. that you could get one of lesser quality. And then perhaps what we have is a disappointed wedding where a number of relatives have burst into tears as opposed to be very happy. There are you get what you pay for with the with the wedding DJ. Is it is, is there a, a a national wedding DJ awareness month? You know, it'd be great if there was. I think you and I should certify DJs, and then that way they have a certification program, and they're either listed as A A plus or A minus or F minus. You, know? <laughs> you have the yeah. three really good ratings, and then one just dreadful. Please don't hire this guy for your wedding. Do you have a list of songs if you were to get married? I know you're happily married and you're not going to get married again, but there's there's sort of that kind of like uh, what are the ten albums you'd want if you were on a deserted island? Yes. What are the are there are there a list of songs that you would not want to hear at your wedding? You know there are certain songs. I know that uh, almost everyone at a wedding, and this is at the reception portion of it. We are family uh, by Sister Sledge. Sister Sledge. And while I've always respected Sister Sledge uh, for her amazing uh, vocal talents uh that song drives me half crazy you say her is it is it one per it's like pink floyd i think you, are it, there which, are there several people which inside sister sledge is the, is it just one sister <laughs> that'd be daughter sledge i see <laughs> it was one person maybe you're right maybe <laughs> sister sledge is quite the musical outfit and i'm i'm you know not giving them their due it's possibly two or three sisters uh, i have on my list uh old time rock and roll uh-huh oh i when i'm at a wedding and that comes on i cannot stand that song but i get that you've got to play that kind of stuff so right. that grandma gets out on the dance floor right. and uh you've got a mat you've got a sort of broadcast to a huge audience to try to get everybody on the dance floor because if you play my favorite songs i'm gonna be the only one on the dance floor i get it but there's that list of songs that you give to the dj as the bride, and say, these are the eight songs I do not want to hear. If you hear the chicken dance song, does it make you leap up and participate, or does it make you attempt to leave the wedding venue, even if it's your own wedding? I'd do it. You would go out and I'd, do the chicken dance? I'd chicken dance. Yeah. Have, you, have you done it before? I've done it probably three years ago. There's some wedding. work. There's My cousin's work wedding. I did, I did the chicken dance. Uh, it's best in its polka form, as you know. Polka artists mm-hmm. uh, created the chicken dance. I did uh, uh, been, the hokey pokey. 
Oh, excellent. I put my right foot in. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> sometimes you can get a dislocation by putting certain body parts in and shaking them all about. Yeah. If you reach a certain age, uh, always check with your physician before shaking. Before shaking all about. All absolutely. about. Absolutely. It is National Youth Leaders Month. So if you have a, a potential youth leader amongst your midst, you know, we always talked about how scouting and some other organizations are really great great at developing youth leadership, and it is something uh, worth exploring here in this uh, month of February. Sure. Mentoring, um, scouting. We have a software engineer here in the studio who uh, is huge with his sons and scouting, so I'm going to pat him on the back uh, this month. Yeah, and I think it is a great thing to be aware of, especially if you have a sort of that uh, precocious kid. Uh, encourage him to become a youth leader if you can. It's National Embroidery Month. Uh, so embroidery, uh, I think more men are embracing embroidery, quite frankly. And why would you think that? What, well, I think before— Do you have statistics to back this up? I think, uh, you know, it was pretty much uh, you might see uh, the cast of Golden Girls uh, participating in embroidery, but I think it's reached a much wider audience. I think <laughs> men would find it relaxing. I don't see you ever embroidering. Do you, I, 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 if I gave you an embroidery project and, and taped a one— $100 bill to it and said, you can have the $100 bill when you're done with the embroidery project. But you had to prove yeah, that it I was you that did it, that you had not enlisted the aid of others. I would give you a $100 bill and say, please walk <laughs> away from me. Although I do, uh, I'm a skilled latch hooker. If you, remember, you remember latch hook? The latch hook, they used to make rugs. Oh, yeah. And remember the latch hook rugs were kind of like, almost like a shag rug when yeah. they were all done. Oh, I, that was my, st when I was a kid, junior high. I, that was my staple for making Christmas presents for people. Oh, I would cool. I would get I would make some sort of uh, you know two foot by three foot rug with the latch hook. You could do it while you watch TV. Now, does a latch hook would that count as? some sort of activity within National Embroidery I Month? I think it's a form of embroidery. It's um, embroidery with a slightly different uh, technique. Now the, I think it is. The embroiderers out there listening to the show are shaking their head right now. <laughs> no way latch hook counts. Don't forget to uh, go to my new store, if I can put in a plug right here, Embroidery World. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy it. Okay. Well, that's fantastic. We love the first of the month with all the awareness weeks and uh, ideas and tips that will happen through this month. Uh, Jay, thanks for joining me on the Adam Ridge Show. If you have any questions, you can get in touch with me through the email right on the website, adamritzshow.com. See you next time. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.